Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. Hope that this week has been treating you fantastic. Hope that uh, you've been doing some great, positive things this week, and everything is going um, just fantastic for you guys. And so, nevertheless, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So, big shout out to YRN 1328, you guys. And I'm excited, folks. Uh, we got two awesome ladies joining us this evening. I'm talking about no other than the amazing Jaguar Wright and Sharon Monet, you guys. I'm telling you, uh, me and Sharon, we, we go back a little way now, but uh, with Jaguar, right, I've been excited. I've had folks who uh, are tuned in, they're ready, um, because they just love the person who she is and um, all of the things that she has brought to us as far as the music industry and many other things. And so I'm excited about having these awesome ladies on the show tonight. We're going to be talking about their book entitled The Woodshed. Uh, So make sure you share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those great places. Let everybody know that Jaguar Wright and Sharon Monet is over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show this evening, you guys. And so, uh, as always, uh, we've got to uh, pay those bills and play some commercials. So we're going to come back and we're going to welcome these awesome ladies, you guys. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And as promised, you guys, we got two awesome ladies joining us this evening. I'm talking about Jaguar Wright and Sharon Monet, you guys. And if you're out there, maybe you got a question or a comment for these ladies during the broadcast, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. Or as many of you like to do, uh, feel free to uh, inbox me on Facebook at Bianca Fly, and I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the show this evening. So, we're not going to delay. We're going to bring uh, the special guest of the hour on here. Let's uh, bring in uh, Sharon. You there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, everyone. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. And uh, awesome. let's bring uh, Jaguar in here. Jaguar, you there? This is I. Hello. Hi, can you hear us? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Uh-oh. Am I, am I, am I in? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Greetings from Dallas. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. Definitely appreciate it. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. You know, I'm, I'm just so happy that this is like our first official interview that Sharon and I are doing together. So super psyched, super geek. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, for the folks out here, uh, I know Sharon has, has been on here a time or two, and we always have a great time. And so, Sharon, for the folks out here who may not know, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I am Sharon Monet, publisher, author, writer, playwright, entrepreneur, business coach, entrepreneur coach, you name it, I do it. Um, I'm also the owner of Ten Legacy, which is a literary company. We help people share their stories and give birth to their dreams through coaching, publishing, as well as writing services. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful. I tell Sherrod all the time, she's always getting those coins. So, <laughs> Sherrod, definitely I'm trying to have hat. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. And, of course, uh, Jaguar, right, for the folks out here who may not know, tell them a little bit about yourself. I am the worst person to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I am so, like, I am so anti-jock, like, I don't even jock myself, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, to, to, I guess the broad show, my name is Jaguar Wright, I am considered one of the, the neo-soul siren mavens from North Philadelphia, um, I'm an early group representative, uh, the voice uh Behind Jay-Z Unplugged, I'm the Coca-Cola commercial girl. I'm the girl whose voice opened up the best man. I'm the girl who's done a lot of things, you know. Yes. You know, God has been good, you know. For for those who don't know, I've been touring nationally and internationally for the better part of 20 years. Um, And I I still do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm an author. Absolutely. I was waiting for her to say the author part. Like, wait, hold on. 
Sharon was like, I get to it. Get to the author part. I say the best for last. <laughs> All right. Yes. From the stage to the bookshelf. Look, honey. Yes. <laughs> Legacy living <Absolutely>. on. <laughs> Fantastic. So tell us, uh, Jaguar, how did you and Sharon meet? How did you two collaborate um, to produce what many have the opportunity to read now? Sharon's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if they want to know. <laughs> we shall. So give us the inside scoop on how you two uh, awesome no. ladies got together. I want you to tell it because you you probably want to say it more funnier than I am. <laughs> okay. So actually, I'm gonna go for like women empowerment, the, the women empowerment version of the story. Yeah. Okay. So That's a nice a side. Basically, there was a seminar that was uh, you know some kind of entrepreneurial opportunity and. Because I travel so much, we both ended up being there. And though neither one of us are involved with that company, (laughs) 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 it did bring us together. And we met, and, you know, she was telling me a little bit about what she was doing. And I'm like, hey, well, you know, let's stay in touch. And we did. And crazy enough she was like you know i think i read somewhere that you you wanted to write a book have you written your book yet yeah and i'm like well no i I don't know if i've lived enough or or maybe i have lived enough or maybe i just don't know what part of my story i want to share and right throughout the month we just i think the best way to put it is if we became friends as we became business partners and it's so awesome um, this journey uh, doing the woodshed because the actual book idea evolved about mm-hmm. two or three times during the course of writing. And this woman has been not only a witness, but uh, um, almost like a court reporter to every detail and every inch of this story and right. of the valuable tools that shared, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. how we came. To the, that's how we came into the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. And so, Sharon, when, when you met Jaguar and when you asked her about has she written her book, and I know for you, you you always want to, you know, pull out that, that greatest potential in anybody that you come across. Right. And so what was right. it specifically about her that you said, you know, have, have you written that book? You know, what's going on with that? What what made you intrigued about Jaguar um, in general? Okay, so for me, when I first met Jaguar at this event that had nothing to do with us writing at all, um, <laughs> literally, this event, it, it, we were in, she was sitting on one side of him, I was sitting on the other side of him, and she stood up and she spoke and she introduced herself, and automatically, I tried not to be, you know, fanstruck and, and crazy. Right. Because for right. me, Jaguar's music saved me through my divorce. Her song yeah. "Free," which I always bug her about, oh. that yeah. song yeah. "Free" saved yeah. me yeah. from doing yeah. any impossible thing I would have done to myself, going that's through a right. divorce. So when yeah. she stood up, I was just like, "Oh my God, that's the free girl! Yes, that's Jaguar." 
So after the whole presentation was over, and we kind of figured out we wasn't going to do it, but it was just, you know, sometimes God put people in a position to meet, not necessarily to embrace what it is that they're there for, but it's somebody in that room that they're supposed to connect to. So when me and her were, you know, talking at the end, and I was telling her, you know, about how her music saved me and that song Mm -hmm. free and everything else and then you know she was telling me you know where she was in her life and I was just that's what came out like okay well you're supposed to be writing a book because when you look her up on Wikipedia or different other sites she's in every interview it says back in 2008 2009 that her novel's coming out I have yet to see a novel so I'm like okay based on your music you've lived you've done something Mm -hmm. and you're helping Mm -hmm. other people so I know for me, being a writer and a reader, I love music, but I also love books. And sometimes transparency comes better in books than it does through music, because you only have like right. two, three minutes to tell me a story, whereas a book you can teach me. Right. So yep. after our conversation, it was just like, and when she was like, no, I haven't, you know, connected with the right person. And I was like, ding, I'm your girl. Let's go. Let's go Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was the start, child. I, that was it. It was like, you saved me, so let me save you, and we're going to save the world. And that's what oh, we've been Lord. doing for two years. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because just to piggyback something that you just said, Sharon, you know, one of the greatest challenges in writing this project, because this project is it's, it's extremely intrusive. Yeah. It is extremely um transparent and you know there would be times where I would run into walls with writing not because I don't know how to write because I write you know that's what I do that's my life you know um but like I said this will be the first time that I'm really pushing my voice out there without the distraction of sound Mm -hmm. you know you'd be surprised what a warm blanket sound is you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like certain certain times you know you're writing a song and you know that maybe you're pushing the, pushing the envelope or maybe you're sharing a little bit too much of yourself. But, see, everyone's all wrapped up into the sound. So the sound right, right. clothes you from, from that, <laughs> that intimacy, from that nudity. It creates almost like a, like 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 club lights. You know what I mean? Everybody was right. in the club lights. You know what I right. mean? But when, the, when, right. but when the club lights go off, and then it's, it's time to go home. Lights come on. You see everything. You know Same. what I mean? That's right. Oh, that's what your right. makeup really looks like? I, and I think for me, that's what this whole process has been, you know, taking my writing from, like I said, being, being, you know, having the distraction or the clothing of sound around it and it really just being my voice. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was awesome to have someone like Sharon, as heavily entrenched as she's been, you know, at, at the root of this process. Because, honestly, I don't know if as brave as I have been and as brave as I can be, I don't know if I was brave enough to make it through this, especially right. with everything that I had going on in my life. Absolutely. You know, so, right. but, um you know, I, she's been my accountability partner. She's been my fact checker. She's been my authenticity uh, partner. She's been, you know, she's, if ever you're going to go into 
writing your story or, 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 or framing your story in a way that can be motivational for others, I wouldn't suggest anyone go anywhere else other than Ten Legacy. You know, that's mm. just, yeah. it's a very, it's a very, very, very intimate, loving, supporting, and caring environment. And, right. you know, it's, yeah, I, I, I got blessed. I got blessed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Jaguar, what that. was it that, <laughs> Jaguar, what was it? Because you shared so much in this book, and I know for Sharon, even some of the past authors that she's had on the show, everybody, including myself, I always talk about how Sharon comes at you from a very realistic, raw point of view. You know, she's going to give it to you straight, no chaser, you know. And so for you, how did you get to that point where you said, you know what, I want to be able to share all of this that has taken place in my life? Because it's not always often for us to reveal so much you know, to people, and especially when other people are going to have an opportunity to read it. So how did you and Sharon work as far as getting you to the point where you were, you know, willingly and openly ready to share, you know, all of the things that that you have been through? Well, I think for me, you know, the truth is, if anyone's ever listened to my music, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, my personal catalog of albums and songs, Um, I've always been extremely authentic. I've always been raw. That wasn't wasn't the hard part. Yeah. The hard part for me was sifting through it all (laughs) and knowing where to go next. You know what I mean? It's it's Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, cake ingredients, if you separate them all, they don't look so special. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eggs, flour, sugar, water, possibly baking powder, little vanilla, you know, whatever. Right. Separately, they're not that special. But when you take them and you mix them up, mm-hmm. and you 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 got you got to mix them and sift them up the the right kind of way just to get that right. consistency right. So you put it in the oven, it comes out as what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. For me. I was I with this project I just allowed myself to be the ingredients and I let Sharon mm. put the cake together. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> and that's how we got that. I love it. You know, because yeah. she would, you know, she would ask me something or she would send me, you know, outlines and, and I'd start writing and I would write and I would write and I would send it to her and she was like, Okay, can you explain a little bit more about this part? I think we forgot some but we need a little vanilla in here. You know what I mean? Or or we need a yeah. little more salt here or we need you know, and, and that's how that worked, you know, and so yeah. you know, in in a strange way, she became, you know I she she she's kinda like my host server. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And making yeah. sure that yeah. all the right programs are popping off at the right time, making sure that I'm downloaded in the right places. And that's Absolutely. how that works. You know, I don't think yeah. it was a matter of, you know, I've never been afraid to be myself. There's just so mm-hmm. much of mm-hmm. me. How do I know what part yeah. of me is most valid or is most relevant or is most necessary? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think one of the things, that I always, you know, and Sharon can tell you, I said it a million times. I know she probably got sick and tired of me saying it. I'm like, I don't sound like I'm whining, do I? I don't sound like I'm angry, do I? 
your attention uh, just reading her story, even going back and, and, and wanting her to expound on certain things. What was it in general um, about uh, Jack sharing her story that, that really caught your attention? The way that she remains herself throughout her journey. Um, yeah. People who know the music industry and before mm-hmm. I, I started doing books or whatever, I was a songwriter. My father's right. a drummer. I grew up in music. Um, right. Music has a way of forcing you to be who music needs you to be, not who mm-hmm. you need to be to be who it is that the listener needs to hear. So right. even going back to the beginning of Jaguar's story, you know, here in Philadelphia, it was just like no matter what, no matter who, no matter the the manager or you know, the people on the stage or the promoters, she remained true to herself. She sacrificed her possibly being much bigger to her being herself. And you don't see that. You do not. You have a lot of people in any industry that say, okay, you know what? If I have to become somebody, I don't even know to make this million dollars. I'm going to do that. And they're living a lie or they're unhappy. Mm -hmm. Or they realize mm-hmm. 10, 15 years later, it's like, okay, I have all this success, but it means nothing because it's not me. And in her story, 
that peace, that genuineness, that determination, that willing to stand alone, that willing to not sign contracts, that willing to be broke just to remain Jaguar or Jackie or Jacqueline was just like, you don't see that. It, yeah. Back then, like when you watch Unsung, like I'm a big Unsung fanatic. Even yeah, in Unsung, yeah. when you're learning the industry, it's like, okay, these people, the, the opportunity was bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. But then when the mm-hmm. opportunity failed or they got dropped from the label, it was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Because now yeah. they have to pick up their life and they have to pick up their self. But what does that right. look like for many right. people? But for her, it was like, okay, no matter what happened with her career, with herself, at the end of the day, she still was and still is Jackie. Yeah. And to me, Absolutely. that was just like, that's something that I, I pride myself on with me. Because it's like, okay, you know, when I come on different shows, I talk to people like, oh, my gosh, Sharon, you this, you that. And I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm still Sharon. Yeah. I don't let the opportunity or the, the industry or the money or the awards or whatever, I don't let that make me be something that I'm not. Right. Because when the laptops are closed and the pens and paper, you know, is back in on the shelf, I'm Sharon. So why not just remain Sharon? And for, you know, anybody who reads her story, whether you see the mother in her, the daughter in her, the sister in her, the the mother, the, the entrepreneur, the singer, you will always just see her. You will never see it shift. And she's saying, okay, you know, I had to, to hire a stylist or I had to, you know, pay for this entourage. No, she was on trains going to New York to record with Jay-Z. Like, who takes what? the train to, to record with Jay-Z? Like, what? Like, I swear that you can read her book and you be like, what the hell? Like, what? You, you want what? a train? I'm trying to wait for my limo. Like, other people are like, no, y'all need to find me a car. I need my stylist and my makeup artist in the back with me. Like, you need your crew and your team. And she on the train with headphones on studying Jay-Z's music so she can go and sing like she's been a fan all her life. Like, really? Like, the hustle is different. The drive is different. But ultimately... She's just been that girl from around the block who who has a gift. Absolutely. You you can't touch yeah. that. Absolutely. And, and for you, uh, Jaguar, going back because, uh, as you said, a lot of people definitely remember you from that Jay Z that MTV Unplugged um, moment. And so for you, doing that whole whole process, even after that, how did you? remain humble because a lot of people would so soon, okay, I'm working with Jay-Z, I'm ready, you know, it kind of goes to their head. And like Sharon had said, you remain remain cool, calm, and collective. Yes. (laughs) She was waiting for her limo to come out outside, you know, Madison Square Garden, (laughs) y'all. I'm just saying. I believe I I shared (laughs) this story in the book. Um, Night, the night that we did the sold out, the the, the sold out tickets and thirty minute show at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. Huge night for any artist, um, whether you're a part of the ensemble or whether you're the lead, to perform at 
Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden. Yeah. With anyone that thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Fifty thousand people. You're you're where you're sitting in the stage is a hundred feet back from the edge of the stage, and you can feel the roar of the crowd. Yeah. From a thousand feet away, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. That is for so many people. The, that is the moment. Mm-hmm. I've lived for this my whole life. Um, there were some things that happened surrounding around that event. And mm-hmm. I think that was the first time that I became present when lose a draw, this don't make me. Right. Yeah. When lose a draw, I'm going to work and then I'm coming back to my mm-hmm. hotel. You know, and then there's right. a fanfare that's surrounded by all of this, and there's all the expectations. I was sick as a dog before I got on that stage. Um, mm. So we had to send, a, he sent a physician to come in and treat me. When I got on that stage, I still had a fever of 103.9 when I was sitting there when we did Fade the Black at Madison Square Garden. Wow. Um, I remember getting dressed in, in in my dressing room, and I, I, I was so fatigued, and I was just trying to beat myself down, making sure I wasn't sweating too much because, you know, the fever was still coming, working through me, and my mm-hmm, voice had just mm-hmm. came back because I had no voice earlier that day. And um, and I got out there, and I did my job, and I was walking back, and I was just looking at the whole shenanigans of it all. And mm-hmm. I never wanted to not be a part of that part of the game so badly. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm like, oh, God. You know, and so everyone was like, Jag, well, you know, are you coming? Are you going back to the hotel to change? Are you coming to the, um, you know, coming to the after party of 4040? And I'm like, I'll let y'all know. I'll let y'all know. You know, we'll we'll see how I feel. And Mm -hmm. one of the assistants was looking for me to put me in a car to send me back to the hotel. And... All they know is I went go. I went into my dressing room. I had, had you know, had my little carry bag. I went in there. Mm-hmm. I pulled out a gap sweat. I put I pulled out a gap sweat uh, a gap sweatsuit with a hood. <laughs> put on some fifty four. Put on some fifty four elevens. <laughs> threw that hood up on my head. Threw my bag on my shoulder, and I walked out of Madison Square Garden onto Seventh Street and stood in the taxi stand and caught me a cab back to my hotel. So, um, wow. back to my suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's be clear. She was a man <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. but at the end of the day, I remember, you know, I remember what it was like to walk out of the tunnel, walk down that little alleyway, you know, going to 7th, going to 7th Avenue and walking yeah. to the taxi stand and looking back at the billboard and seeing the marquee. I was just on that mm-hmm. stage. And everyone is clamoring, and everyone's like, oh, my God, did you see this? Did you see that? And I heard people, yo, that girl Jaguar was singing, oh, you know. And, and his, <laughs> little did they know. Yeah. I'm just right there next to him with a hoodie on. Mm. And that's when I was like, this is who I am. Right. Absolutely. This is who I am. Absolutely. That's what that's I right. did. Right. This is who I am. You know, and 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 it. that was that was the, a defining moment for me in my life. I am not mm-hmm. gonna let this 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 crazy game encapsulate mm-hmm. me. And if you want to know why, yeah. 
all these years later, I can give you the best example I can give you for that, Whitney Houston. Mm. Whitney yeah. Houston. Yeah. That's what happens to you when you throw okay. yourself away to be what they want you to be. Right. That's what happens so true. to you. So true. That woman so true. grew to hate everything that Clive Davis made her so intently that she tried to publicly commit suicide for years mm. until it actually worked. My she was goodness. so sick of people calling her name, she didn't even want to hear her own name anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you let it run you rather than you run it. Run it. And yeah. sometimes the price for that that the, the, the price for that kind of freedom, because that's true freedom. That's right. Understand that. To be able to live above the expectations, to be able to live above um, what everyone thinks is supposed to be, to be able to say, to do a Dave Chappelle, no, I ain't taking all them millions. I don't need that. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'd rather walk away with my soul intact. Oh, he's crazy. He walked away from unseen tens of millions. Why is he crazy? All money ain't good money. That's right. That's right. And I've seen Absolutely. people. I've seen people. I've seen people blow five million in a weekend. So what's forty? <sighs> what's forty? Yeah. A couple more weekends. That ain't a life. That's right. For you, for you mm-hmm. writing this book and sharing your story, what was for you? in your opinion, the most freeing part of writing this book? What made what made you feel free in writing The Woodshed? Um, I can't say that I ever got there during writing. Mm. Yeah. Um, because so much... <clears throat> of the story that is shared yeah. is still currently going on in my life. Yeah. Yeah. The custody battle with my ex-husband over my almost grown child. Well. I, I sat in jail for a month last year because this man tried to make a kidnapper out of me. Char- char- had, had me charged with kidnapping my own son. Wow. Because my son didn't want to go back to his uncomfortable, unsafe, and neglectful environment. Like mm-hmm, my ex-husband, mm-hmm. and that's, I think that's another part of this that, that I'm glad we shared. The effects mm-hmm. of what fame and celebrity does to people around you and how it encourages yeah. certain people to try to attach themselves to you and how mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. careful and look. Yeah, because the truth is, Fame and celebrity meant more to everybody around me than it did to me. Wow. It meant more to them. Right. Oh, we can go we we can go walk up in here and pop bottles on her name. Oh, all I gotta do is drop her name. Oh, we get discounted this designer and this designer as long as we walk in with her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We get this perk, we get that perk. Honey, you let, let, let me tell you something. The day that you decide to say, Yeah, I'm good on all that all of them people around you are angry. Yeah. They are 
angry. Yeah. Right. What you mean? We ain't popping. Right. <laughs> 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 like, like you ever been to a little kid's birthday party and then the cake comes out and then they cut into the cake and they go in the cake and the cake ain't the flavor that they like? <laughs> it ain't their cake. It ain't their birthday. Yeah. But they're very upset that that's not chocolate in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> what you mean? Right. What you mean, yellow cake? I thought this was going to be a chocolate cake. I don't get it. It ain't even your birthday. <laughs> and you sitting up here upset about somebody else's birthday cake. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like when you snatch fame and celebrity around the people who weren't blessed enough to have the opportunity to become that. That's right. Those people right. who live vicariously through you. Those people who know they ain't never going nowhere unless they can get in the door with you. Mhm. 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 What you mean you don't want to walk through that door no more? It's cool in there. Then get yourself in there. Yeah. I dare you. Go get yourself in there. And it's crazy because we hear so, so many celebrities and so many people have talked about, you know, at a point where they've had, you know, 50 people on the stage with them and, and this person rolling with them. And they looked around, you know, and like you said, once the money was gone, so was those individuals, you know, because they had drained them, you know, pretty much out of all they had and, and, and so forth. And so it's a, a numerous amount of people, you know, who have experienced yeah. that. And so for let me take it to a whole nother level just to add to that. Forget yeah. they drained you. How about you just cut off the faucet? <laughs> <laughs> wow. How do you like me right now? <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> I cut off the faucet. <laughs> Like you yeah. went you you went running through the mansion thinking you was gonna take a, a nice hot jacuzzi and found out the water was off. <laughs> and you can't go down into oh. the basement with the French. No, I, I didn't cut the water off in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's for you now. Now you're out, you're touring various places. How has Jaguar made sure that the people who surround her are authentic and pure and not those who are, as you say, you know, uh, they, they, they drained it and, and you had to cut off the faucet on them. How, how do you make sure uh-huh. that the people surrounding you are, are, are living up to, you know, their fullest potential and are being real and authentic with you? Well, that's a great question to ask because I've always been a very giving and sharing person. Right. If you stand beside me, anything I got, you got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to learn the value of what I am. I mean, I've always mm-hmm. known that I was a valuable person. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you go to a bank to get a loan for a house, they won't check your credit. Why shouldn't I check yours? Mm. Right. At the end of the, the day, if you go to a car dealership, they want some money down, or you paying big bucks on that note for a no money down mm-hmm. deal. Why should I be any different? Right. 
I am a resource. Clearly, mm-hmm. there is something for me that you want that you need. Okay. So what Jaguar does now is I make sure not only are you a viable candidate, but if you miss that payment, I'm cutting your li- I'm cutting your line off. <laughs> Cut your credit line off. You're not gonna yeah. be able to run that card. You know, it you gotta do that. And it's it's so difficult for a person like me who loves so true and who loves so genuine because it's in my nature to just freely give. Mhm. But what I had to do now is you gotta earn. You gotta right. make my giving make sense. I cannot give in vain. And it really starts by making sure that the people that I have around my life regard themselves as highly as I regard myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can uh, can pray for the rest of you. You know what I mean? I can pray (laughs) for the rest of you. Right. But blessed people have to congregate with blessed people. Right. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course we we do have some questions questions from some listeners, um, and uh, this one uh, we're gonna start with um, Sharon first. Um, oh, what do you feel it is um, about your company? Because um, Jaguar I mentioned earlier in the show about you know being a place where. You know, she 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 felt loved and she felt nourished. And she felt like her story mattered. <laughs> what is it about you and your company and what you represent that has made you create that environment? Because a lot of writers, you know and I know, have talked about all of the hardships that they've had dealing with different companies, getting their story out there, people wanting to completely turn their story around. And so how right. have you strived? to create the platform and the ambiance, so to speak, for your company? I actually put myself in the place of the writer. I'm a writer first. So anything that I do, I'm always going and looking at it from the writer standpoint. I'm a published author first. So when I'm working with other writers and I'm helping them flush out their stories, I'm just putting myself in your shoes, literally. And I think for me, that's that's the ingredient that works because even in Jaguar and everybody else that I've I've written with or worked with, I was able to become them. Like I'm a once you tell me your story, I am literally able to make your story so much bigger or I'm able to say what you may not be able to say mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'm literally taking the time to not just say, okay, I'm going to publish your book or I'm going to write this chapter and you're going to write this chapter. No, wow. I, I'm actually investing in you. That's why for me, I can't take a lot of, you know, clients, especially when I'm co-writing with people mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. in order for me to become and write as Jaguar, Right, because we co-wrote this together, I had to right. become Jaguar. Like, I literally, when I drove to work or wherever, I literally was listening to Jaguar's music as if I never listened yeah. to it before. 
I, I actually, like, we would meet when she was still living in Philadelphia. We would meet on Sundays and just be girls. Like, no business. Yeah. If business came up, this came up. But me and Jaguars went from literally, we went from meeting about business to becoming girls to going back to business to now just talking like big sisters. Right. Because right. you you have to, I need to find Jaguars, Jaguars' voice so I can write it. Like, I can't write her story just for the sake of writing it. Because if she's going to read it, that don't even sound like how I talk. Right. So you right. really have to embody. So the thing with me, um, like I said, I'm a writer first. I'm an author first. So I go into it already with certain expectations that I know you want mm-hmm. being an author or a writer. And then I'm also going in it with you as being who you're looking to become. I've done it already. Right. So it's like, okay, now I'm here to say, okay, give you that extra push or give you, you know, like she said, I added the salt to where she was missing something yeah. or she would write it out and I would go back and we would, she would have to, you know, you got to explain this. Because even though I know the story, I don't want to know the story. I want you to teach this to me all over again. Right. So it's right. just me being the reader, me being the writer, and then me coming to you, giving you all of that. Absolutely. So that Absolutely. that's that's my niche. That that's how I'm <laughs> able to like really take it and just not no yeah. because I mean I was published under a company too. Like Pen Legacy, right. the publishing side of my company just started in 2015. My book, my yeah. first book came out 2010. I was under a publisher yeah. too. So yeah. I, I learned through being in the co- in the industry what I did not like, what I needed more mm-hmm. of. But mm-hmm. I maybe I would be further if I had this. So instead of me looking at all of what went wrong with my other opportunities or what I did not like, it was like, okay, you know what? I'm not a complainer. I'm a, I'm a person that likes to find resolution. So everything that I did not like, everything that I wanted to happen differently, I said, you know what? If I want this, or, you know, I need this, then I'm sure other people's looking for the same thing. So I became what I needed. And thus far, child is working because I signed two new clients <laughs> today. Won't he do it? He, he will. And, and let, me add a little, Ron, let, me, let me just add a little pinch of salt to what you There you go, honey. <laughs> if you have a story that you want to tell that you care about, Right. Do you want the person with no passion to tell it, or do you want the person with passion to tell it? Right. Mm. It right. Really and that's that key. Simple. Right. Absolutely. That's key. Absolutely. Because everybody can publish your book. Yeah. <laughs> right. She is a she is a passionate person. Yeah. She is a very passionate person, and that's something that is lacking in, in, in the book industry. Passion. Absolutely. You know, yeah, everyone's absolutely. all about. Everyone's all about gossip. Everyone's all about dirt. Everyone's mm-hmm. all about mm-hmm. bones. Everyone's all about that, you know, and, and, and it, it's becoming very driven that way. Like even the Absolutely. way they've uh, resurrected Peppa's book on, on the Growing Up Hip Hop show. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and brought that into her daughter's storyline. That whole book, that publisher didn't think about the future. You know, that book came right. out 10 years ago. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And 
even though it became storyline for the show when they're getting checks for the show or whatever the case may be, their 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 entire story is now convoluted. It's now it's now he said she said. Like it it went from a book that was that was ten years that was ten years old was now a trending topic on Twitter with Trench going in on his baby mom. Like it's like that's yeah. that wasn't well thought out in my opinion. Right. Right. That wasn't well thought out in my opinion because now that is a part of your story. That is a part of your legacy. Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I, and I think that's the reason why I love um, Sharon's, you know, company name, Pen Legacy. Because, yeah, yeah. we're going to pin your story, but we're also going to keep your legacy in mind. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that is, is, is the song. Most- <laughs> 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 yes. We're going to pin your story. While keeping your legacy in life, child. <laughs> oh my goodness! So to answer your question, what Jaguar said? That's that's why. That's why I'm the bomb. dot com child. Because we create yes, legacies that can't be tainted. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Jasmine from Maryland. She wants to know where does the title "The Woodshed" Come from. Oh, so who wants to take that one, Good ladies? Question. You want to take that one, Sharon, or should I do it? I can. Well, I, I can. I'll start, and then you can kind of, because this the, the, the right. title then was really Jaguar's baby, but the okay. woodshed is. You know how you live a life, and what people see on the outside they judge you by, but Absolutely. then when they open that door, when they open that opportunity of conversation, when they open that moment of learning, Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. find out that that outside or that perception or that gossip or that whatever that they see or they hear is not true. Then it's like, oh, my gosh, let me go in further or let me befriend her further to learn more. Mm-hmm. And when Jaguar came to me with that title, when we kept, you know, talking about and talking about, and I was like, you know what, that's everyday life. Because when we walk down the street, people see the outside. People judge you on a perception. People see you via right. Facebook. People talk about right. you via social media. People talk to other people and gather their opinions based on that. But when they go to actually talk with you, it's like, wow, I did not know. So it's, it's everything of who Jaguar is and even in her story, because, I mean, a lot of this stuff in her story has never been written or published before. So it's like literally cleaning up and clearing out the rumor mill and the misperceptions and misconversations and I thought you was, but maybe you're not type of deal to actually be like, you know what? Learn me. Don't see me on stage singing, but learn the person behind the microphone. And that's, for me, the woodshed really embodied. And even me baking the cake of the woodshed, that became the vocal point. Because, yes, you see Jaguar on stage. You see Jaguar in the stores. You see Jaguar on, you know, album covers. But who is she? Right. But you can really only right. answer that question by opening up that door and learning her truth. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. You can add to uh, that, Jack, Jack, right? You want to you want to add you want to add a little salt to salt this out with? Yes, honey. She did such an awesome job with the with the outline that I really don't have that much to add. But at the end of the day, there's a term that artists use when mm-hmm. they're at a point or a crossroads when they're trying to figure out what to do next yeah. with their art, with themselves. It's called woodshedding or shedding. And mm-hmm. basically, you remove yourself from everything that you've been doing, or everything that you've made your 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 talent, or your voice, or your gift out to be, and just mm-hmm. doing it, just being in it. You know, um, you you'll, you might hear stories about uh, a world class violinist playing in in the subway stations in New York, and then boom, next thing mm-hmm. you know, they're at Carnegie Hall doing the show, and people are like, oh, that was him out there playing. Yeah, he was shedding. Right. He was woodshedding. He was getting back mm-hmm. into his source. He was not okay. making it about that concert hall. He was making it about just the art. Am I still reaching people on a fundamentally humane level? Right. You know, and so right. when I started coming up with the title for the book, for me it was like when I first went into this process, I gave up everything that I had been living to start auditioning a new life. I wanted to see myself Absolutely. in a new way. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And the deeper I went into Absolutely. that, the more I realized I'm going into the woodshed in the backyard, and I'm digging mm. through it, and I'm pulling through all the old tools and all the rusty, and I'm pulling this, and I'm finding gifts, jewels, things that I overlooked, things that I forgot, things that I thought I knew and now knew in another way. You know, so right. that's really where it came from with me. As I am deconstructing or yeah. it, or dismantling the person that I've allowed you to believe I am, I give mm-hmm. you an opportunity to meet me at ground zero mm-hmm. and pull that door open yeah. and come with me as I sort through it. So, you know, at the same, it, it, it's really interesting because I allow everyone to discover me as I'm rediscovering mm-hmm. myself. Wow. Right? I love that. And I love think that. everyone should have that moment in time in their life. And I'm glad if for nothing more, if if people get nothing more out of this book, then, mm-hmm. hey, I want to do that for myself. Yeah. Then, yeah. I've done, then, then we've accomplished a great thing. Right. right. Absolutely. Kristen um, from Philadelphia, uh, Jack, why she wants to know, when are we going to be getting a new album? <laughs> From Jaguar, I'm with you, Kristen. I've been waiting, waiting, yes, waiting, waiting, waiting. So please tell All us right. when are we going to be blessed so, with one? <laughs> so this is the thing. All right. So here, here, here's the this the brass tacks. Over the course of the past ten years, I've written over 210 songs. I am um, wow. fond of all of them in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I would working to put a project out and then something altered, something changed. And I was working to put a project out. So as of right now, I'm going to say, I don't know when Mm, I'm going to be releasing any new music from me. Um, Okay. I hope it will sooner than later. But if anyone really loved my first album or really loved my second album, that was 
20, 30 years of living that I that I lived, that I wrote, and I fine-tuned and turned into songs and turned into experiences for people to share with. So what I will say is, is whatever happens next, I finally lived enough, you know, at this point in my life to be able to say it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be It's going to be an evolution. Now, what I will say is, is this. I'm going to put it out into the universe. God willing, next year there will be two projects released. Oh, I was waiting for her to say it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, I'm flying back to Philadelphia this weekend. Um, I'll be doing a performance at South on 600 North Broad Street. Uh, we'll oh, be doing the Nina Simone composition, which is something that I've been working on for quite some time. With Gerald yeah. Beasley, we've been um, evolving and, de- and, and doing this. But not just the performance, we also start mm-hmm. the first studio recording of the Nina Simone Wonderful. Project. Lovely. So that I'm very, I'm, I'm very passionate about that because I connect with that woman on so many different levels in so many different right. ways. And Definitely. I am about to start writing with Kanye West cousin, um, Tony Williams down here. We'll be doing some stuff. And my boy Stone Mecca, who has been um, a writer and producer for the RZA for the past decade here in Texas. And okay. we're doing okay. some really awesome, really fun, you know, um, now that I've moved down south, I, there's so much culture down here that I've yeah. become very fond of. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're looking at rock and roll. We're looking at soul. We're looking at jazz. And we're looking at putting it all together and having just a really great time creating some awesome music. So I mm-hmm. am hella excited, super geeked. And what I will say is pray with me that this music comes out next year as mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. promoting this book, as we're touring this book. You know what I mean? I, I want I want people to have the best experience that I can create. Yeah. And that means Absolutely. a lot to me. Because the truth is, is I set the bar very high. For right. me to just come and just do anything would be disrespectful mm-hmm. to the listeners. It would be disrespectful to my legacy, and it would be disrespectful to art. Because in a time right now where music, no disrespect, I'm glad she's not stripping no more. I'm very happy for her that she's successful. <laughs> I don't need another Cardi B record coming out. <laughs> like, we don't need that. <laughs> we, just, we don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't need it. We don't need another Phantom loving hip hop album right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, we, we don't need that. We need music. Yeah. You know, music. shout out to uh, Talib. Shout out to Music Soul Child. I was listening to my Spotify playlist the other day, and he got that new record, Humble Pie. And when I heard it, instantly my heart got warm. Mm. Like, yeah. You, you you got it. You you remembered. This is you. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get so um we get so crazy, you know, in this business 
and the pop culture and the social media has taken over everything and the micro right. the micro minutes of fame and all of this mm-hmm. and, and you feel like you gotta you gotta make music like them or you gotta sound like them or you gotta fit into this and fit into that. I'm gonna tell you something right now. The best things and the most successful things and consistent things have never changed their ingredients. That's right. Reese's peanut right. butter cup. McDonald's might have still added some, you know, like new upscale like sandwiches to their menu, but they still serve that Big Mac. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, you just need to wait for people to want what you got. Mm. There yeah. it goes. They'll come for it. They'll come for it. They'll come mm-hmm. for it. You know, and now we're coming around right. to a time where retro has become popular, all these little millennials mm-hmm. think they done discovered something new with stone wide jeans. <laughs> no, babe. No, babe. <laughs> done that. Been there, done that. You know, it's like, and when you see the changes like that, you know, making those retro swing back around in fashion, music is soon to follow. follow. So I think yep. it's kind of, that all of this is going on right now because the craving for real music, mm. for real voices, is yeah. coming back. That's right. Because the truth is, right. all these little kids is making our music anyway. That Childish Gambino right. album? Yeah. That's us. Yeah, that's true. The Very biggest true. R&B male, the biggest R&B male album of this year. 24 Magic Gold. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yeah. I was, I've listened to that album so many times. You know, I'm in the car. I got people riding in the car. I put that album on everybody. Kids sing it. Old people sing it. Some people get to the car. What's this? This is great. You know, like, <laughs> and I swear it's like four of those songs sound like they were tracks that didn't make um, early Bobby Brown albums. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Like, Very true. You know. Um, yeah. And and the authenticity that he put into it is what made it so great. Because right. I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really read the credits of the album because you know they don't have albums anymore. Everything is on your phone. So I don't know. But I, I want. I actually wonder. Like, did Teddy Riley produce any of this? Because there's a whole lot of mm-hmm. New Jack Swing on this album. Right. Right. You know. Right. So. That goes to show you and tell you that we're about to we're about to come back around the corner. And what's going to make that moment in time so awesome is for those people in my generation that were trailblazers in our era, it makes us mm-hmm. more than relevant. We're now right. the authentic. We're now Absolutely. the vintage. So maybe the reason why no music has come out for me in the past decade. Um, at least mm-hmm. not a whole album, is because it, it wasn't the season. But I think right. the season's coming. That's right. I think the season's is. coming. And I'm going to be, be ready. Is. I'm going to be ready. And there's plenty of music. Sharon can tell you. She listened to, to one of my mock-ups for uh, the last album idea that I had that I had been working on. Sharon has, what, uh, what 14 songs? Yep, oh, and I and I oh. am so mad that is not released. Like literally, she has one song on there called "The Dream" that actually explains. <laughs> <laughs> I 
life. Oh, like I'm we're jealous. all living one big thing. Yeah. And, and oh. I literally, I have it on my phone, and I'm sitting here, and I'm just like, I used to ask. I don't even ask anymore because I used to ask, like, when are you going to put this album out? Like, we we even had the, the album go with the book. Like, if you read the book, a lot of the chapters are her song yeah. titles. But you wouldn't wow. even know that because the album's not even out. I'm just saying, but, you know. I'm not. I'm getting off my soapbox. Well, we're going to speak it into existence, though. We're going to put it out there. It's coming. The music exists. It's just waiting for that right moment. But what I will say is, yeah. Sharon, Sharon, you can feel free to email uh, um, this lady a copy of the dream. And you can feel free to play it on your show at any time you like. Oh, you the exclusiveness, exclusive. I'm switching. Oh, change your life. I'm gonna change your man. life. Just made it's my day. Your life. Just made my day. <laughs> yes, it's gonna change your life. Okay. I'm telling you, you're gonna uh, be like, oh my god, I got that new heat. Child, I'm telling you. Jaguar, <laughs> we got one more question from for you, um, Dominique. Um, out of Atlanta, she says custody battle battles can be the worst. Um, I heard you mention Aww. the part of being incarcerated um, and dealing with the struggle of custody of children. I found myself in the very situation of my ex-husband of 12 years. How do oh. you get through these difficult moments in this? So I know you said you're still going through. There are still things yeah. happening. Um, mm-hmm. I just how do I, you I how do you push through for a restraining order? Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, like I had to I had to literally it's hire serious. my son an attorney. I had to literally hire oh. my son an attorney, um, so she could file a wow. restraining order on his behalf, so he didn't have to go back to his dad. Mm. And he's fifteen, wow. going on sixteen. Wow. It sounds crazy. Um, yeah. What I will say is, is this. In the midst of the beginning of this firestorm that came into my life, I had mm-hmm. two choices. Right. I could give him whatever he wanted to get him off my back to not complicate my life. Mm-hmm. Or I could show my son that there is nothing that a mother who loves you will not do and will not go through mm-hmm. for what That's is right. best for you. Right. On the days where I am over it, and there are plenty, you can ask Sharon. On the the days where I'm about to have a panic attack from all the extra stress that is brought into my life, on the days where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going through all of this, would it have just been Mm -hmm. easier? Right. To just yeah. to just bow out and let him do whatever he wants to do. At the end of the day, if my baby says, "Mama, I need your protection," mm. "Mama, please save me," mm. you can take me to jail. You can take me to the chamber. You can take me to the rack. You can take me to the judge. You can come and pick me up from the airport like they did. You can do whatever you want to do. And I'm going to stand in mm. front of you at every turn and say, who's going to listen to my son? Yeah. Right. Yeah. If this is what i got to go through so somebody can hear what he has to say, then let's right. do this. Now, unfortunately, right. the American justice system is set up to not protect 
truth tellers from liars. Right. It's not set up for that. Right. When they say justice <clears throat> is blind, what they're saying is she's asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lady Justice ain't blind. She's asleep. But the beauty mm-hmm. is if you have the ability to persevere and you are willing yeah. to fight through it, you can wake her ass up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes... Yeah. Waking Lady Justice up is like waking waking your mama up. You remember when your mama was taking a nap and you go to wake up and she wake up and smack you? <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Yeah. But once she's awake, right standing will always get right reaction. Right. You know, so Definitely. all I can say is if that man is still bothering you after all of this time, know three things. Whatever you got, it's real good, and you need to be careful who you give it to. That's one. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's real, though. That's <laughs> real. Okay. Listen, um, I see no, why no. two of you are such good friends. Now, I see the connection. <laughs> Look, honey, I mean, hey. There it is. Like, you still bothering? Like, what? what's up? <laughs> I'm, fine, I'm quiet. She ain't ask me. <laughs> Sorry. Number two. Number two. Clearly, he hasn't moved on. Right. Clearly, there's something from you he still wants that he's going to continue to waste his time. Me and my ex-husband have been divorced for six years. We were separated for five before that. Wow. My son is going to be 18 in two and a half years, and you still trying. I so it's so funny because I just started writing a song the other day, and it's called One Way or the Other. You're going to screw me one way or the other. Mm. If mm. you can't screw me in the bed, you're going to screw me in court. If you can't screw me one way or the other, you're going to try to find a way to screw me. I, I must mm. be something good that you can't let go of me, that you can't yeah. walk away from me. Because I'm going to tell you something that my mother used to say that my grandmother told her. People don't waste their time thinking about nothing. Right. That's right. And sometimes right. if that child is all they have left, they're going to use that until they can't mm-hmm. use it anymore. And at that point in time, the only responsible thing that you can do is protect your baby because clearly that person isn't interested in how their actions are affecting their child. So somebody right. has to be the adult. Somebody's got to protect the baby. And, um, I'm so glad that this question was asked. I'm so glad. Absolutely. You know, now, no, no, seriously, this question to me just answered a question that I've been asking myself and asking Sharon for months. Am I sharing too much of my story? No, I'm not sharing mm. too much of my story. There's clearly okay. people out there that need to hear what, this, Absolutely. what, what, what the effects of all of this stuff are, but also to know you can survive it. Right. Survive it. Right. This actually, I was just talking to Sharon earlier because this weekend marked the one year, the one year anniversary of me leaving to go and perform at the palace with my girlfriend Terry Lynn Carrington from Mosaic Project in Tangiers, Morocco. Wow. Awesome show. Beautiful mm. show. 
Oh, my goodness. The show went so well when we were leaving the hotel the next morning on the way to the airport. They were playing a live recording of the show in the hotel lobby on the radio. <laughs> I mean, beautiful time. Beautiful time for any artist to have that moment. Like, wow, that was last night. Oh, my God, that sounds awesome. And I got on my plane, and when I got off my plane and I touched U.S. soil, there were officers waiting there to put me in handcuffs and arrest me for abducting my child who wasn't even in my custody, who wasn't even with me. They arrested mm-hmm. me while my son was put in Wow. So, and it's been one year since then. You know, now, oddly enough, a year later, I got a judge in Texas to grant a restraining order to keep my son here in Texas till we go to court for modification custody, where my son will finally wow. be able to speak to a judge and say, hey, what's been going on over here with my dad isn't cool. It's it's killing me emotionally. I'm not cool. I want to stay with my mom. And now the judge gets to yeah. tell my son, okay, where do you want to be? Right. You almost, you, you almost 18. Where do you want to be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as painful as all of that has been, I'm living for that day. That's right. And when we we get the answer that my son has been waiting for, he gets to look at his mother, and this mother gets to look at her son and said, it was all worth it. Right. That's right. It was all worth it for you. That's right. That's a moment in time that nothing will ever erase in the bond between a parent and a child. So all I'm going to say, baby love, down there in Atlanta, you have women out here who are going through it, and we're we're from all different walks of life. Right. Mm -hmm. We're from all different walks of life, but a mother is a mother. Right. And you hold on to that no matter what. You are that child's mother. Absolutely. You were born Absolutely. you were born with the divine right to bring life into the world. Ain't nothing you can do to get in the, in between that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Absolutely. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray for you Absolutely. and I'm gonna pray that you get the results that you deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm gonna Absolutely. quickly say if you need further, you know, support or guidance on, on, you know, what Jaguar went through and because she does really go very deep in this book about that moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even in, you know, me trying to peel that out of her, it was very emotional. We cried, yeah. she cried. But for me, that was one of the most important things that I had to get from her because yeah. that piece is something that women go through, not just artists, or entertainers, women in general, is is that love that strong that you're willing to give it all up for the sake of your son or the sake of your daughter? Yeah. And there are like a, two. I was, I was singing in a gold sequin dress on Saturday night at the palace in Tangiers, Morocco. <laughs> I, 24 hours later, I was in handcuffs being booked. At, at wow. Miami Dade, at, at Miami, in Miami Dade, TGK County Jail, can you? I mean, really, really, really try to think about what what kind of head trip I was going through. Mm-hmm. I'm at the palace wow. on Sunday. I'm, I'm at the palace on Saturday and locked up on Sunday. Hold up, right? This can't be real. Mm. That's right. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So definitely get, you know, get that book because it, it, she does go more and more in depth into that journey and how she still, you know, is overcoming and what that meant for her to be, to, you know, to, to go through that. Even though she's still dealing with it right now, even in that moment, she, she goes deeper into that. Because it's a chapter called A Mother's Love. And it really goes into that that psyche about no matter what, you're a mother first. And what she wanted that desire for her son to be able for him to give a voice. Because that, that's the key. Everybody has a voice. So she sacrificed her freedom for her son to be able to finally have this moment that he's about to have. That's a blessing in itself. That's right. Truly. Um, and, 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 and sitting here just listening to, to all of this and, and thinking about everything, I'm so glad we shared my journal pages because we actually shared journal pages in this book. Right, oh, from when she was incarcerated. Pages, yep. Those wow. journal pages actually come from, yeah, me writing okay. while mm-hmm. I was in jail, while I was waiting mm-hmm. on, on, on to get bail. Like, And I wasn't sure if I wanted to share that, but in this moment I know it was the right call. Absolutely. It was the right yep. call. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Told y'all I had the salt. Bam, back to that original question. It was that salt. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> Absolutely. So for you, uh, Sherrod, uh, at the end of the day, what do you what do you believe people are gonna be able to take away from when they read the woodshed? We pretty much covered what I wanted people to take away. Um, getting their voices heard, that's, that's, that's number one, not being afraid to, you know, be transparent and, you know, reveal yourself. Because as I, I tell a lot of people, your story is someone else's blessing. Jaguar questioned this project from beginning to (laughs) when it was actually released. But now (laughs) she's like, Oh my God, like it's everything that I've been saying, it actually, like you never know which part or what whole of your story is going to save someone else. So for me, the the biggest thing that I want you to take is do not be afraid to share your story. I know it may be hard. I know it may be, you know, scared. Is people going to like it? Is people going to judge me? The right people need the right information and only you have been given that information through the experiences that you've lived. She talks about her journey as an artist, being real, you know, within herself, not letting society or the world shake her to be who what they wanted her to be, but to right. remain true to yourself. And then don't win to step outside and say, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm ready to just right. be me. Like knowing when to rediscover because we, I mean, Every day happens, life happens every day, but we have to know to say, okay, you know what, this this path ain't working. And that's where Jaguar had to get to. It was like, okay, I wanted to do this, I did this, I've accomplished this, but you know what, something ain't right. I got to take a break, I got to take a pilgrimage, I got to discover me. And even in discovering <laughs> me, she got to the core of what mattered. And we, a lot of us miss that because as mothers, as women, we're running, we're working, we're taking care of kids, we're paying bills, we're trying to take care of a man if we have one, we're trying to take care of ourselves, but at the end of the day, when you close your eyes, that's the only time you get the rest. 
No. Like, you're not living, you're not waking up to run and then sleep for six, five hours because that's all you're allotted. No. Like, it's really so much of her story that, you know, I, I present in this book and I make her talk about in this book because it, it's women. It's not just Jaguar artists. It's the woman. And it's really a right. feel good, even though it has its ups and downs crazy, but it lets you know, okay, if Jaguar can do it, I can do it. If she can get up on that stage and do whatever, I can too. If she can get off that stage and still be okay, I can too. If she can be incarcerated to save her son, I can too. If she can figure out life after that, I can too. It's we're all each other's support system. And I'm just blessed for me that I was able to showcase that to let people know, like, yeah, we idolize celebrities. She's my biggest fan because she sings free and it saves me. But at the end of the day, when you talk to Jaguar, as, as y'all have heard, Jaguar is just another girl from Ronald Block yeah. that has a gift. And that's the core of the presence that we miss. And that's the core that I want everybody to know. Not just idolize and look up to and, and, you know, try to be like, understand their story so you can understand the why. And then you'll find your blessing at the end. Absolutely. And, Sharon, for the folks out here, tell them where they can go um, to reach you, connect with you. Um, maybe we've got some aspiring writers. Maybe we've got some people who have been, you know, compelled. Like, i got a short a story I want to tell. How can they connect with you and Penn Legacy? You can uh, reach out to me at my website, PennLegacy.com. You can reach out also Facebook, um, Pen Legacy, Twitter, Pen Legacy. My Instagram is I am Sharon Monet, and that's I A M C H A R R O N M O N A Y E. Or you can just shoot me an email at info at penlegacy.com. Awesome, awesome. And of course, uh, Jaguar Wright, I know for the folks out here, um, um, as she said, she's going to be in Philadelphia um, September 28th, you guys. Uh, she's going to be on the um, I Got Life, the music of Nina Simone. And uh, for the folks out here, uh, Jaguar, what, what would be your final words or thoughts um, to the listeners out here about what you want people to take away the most from reading the woodshed well at first glance you're reading my story yeah but because of the heartfelt and authentic manner in which we decided to share it with you and and Sharon took it and and just really crafted it into an experience I hope that by the third chapter, you stop seeing me and you start seeing yourself. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And by the time you get to the end of it, I hope you realize the one thing that I have always tried to share and implore people to understand, embrace, and believe, we are all one in the same. Yeah, that's right. We are all one in the same. We all have struggles. We all have challenges. But you have to never forget, regardless of what you become or what you do or what you accomplish, if you stop being you, then what was it all for? Right. Because the hardest fight that I've ever fought in my life was for the right to just be me. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Not what you want me to be, ex-husband. Not what you, you thought I was supposed to be, <clears throat> record companies. Not what you was hoping I would be, radio personalities. Not what I couldn't, uh, what, not, not what I refused to do, reality TV producers who couldn't get me to go along with their script, which is why I never successfully made it onto any of those shows. No. Wow. No. Not what you wanted me to be lover, not what you wanted me to be friend, not what I have become or what I've done meant for you. No, no. At the end of the day, the right to be authentically and quintessentially yourself, it is what is most important because that's what you leave behind. Right. When you are dead and gone and when you are bones and when you are ash, how do you want people to remember you? Mm. Do you Mm, want them to remember the facade of you? What are they going to do? Are they going to do a collage of your social media posts in the church Mm. while your body's laying there Mm. in the coffin? Mm. Is that going to be the sum of you? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to take a tour through Snapchat, Mm. through IG? Is that what we're going to do at the end of you? Or are people going to get up there at that podium and say, I remember when she fed me. I remember when she did this. Yo, I remember when this happened and she we got to get back to humanity. We have become so disconnected from ourselves, we don't even take the time to know ourselves and then wonder why our relationships don't work. Because you got two people who have no idea who they are trying to figure out what they are together. Mm. Wow. We got to get back to us. That's right. So, you know, I hope that this journey or this part of my journey that we shared with you reengages and focuses you into the importance of rediscovering your journey, rediscovering yourself. Right. Each one, each one. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pass the collection plate, child. And now that this is done, I can get back to writing music and putting out a project. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all just gave her confirmation, so the album will definitely be out in 2018. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she will stay on, and this one right here will stay on me until it's done. All I'm right. telling y'all. <laughs> Yes, I'm the ma- I'm the unsigned manager that's trying to get her to be who I want her to be. There you go. See, she can't run to me though. <laughs> it's always one that's gonna be in your ear. I'm letting you know. But when it comes with passion and purpose and love and all that stuff she said about me earlier, <laughs> y'all gonna be all right. That album coming, y'all. That album coming. <laughs> oh man. It has been absolutely incredible having both of you ladies on here. I, I thank both of you um, for uh, just uh, – I'm, I'm glad that everything aligned to where you guys were able to meet um, and connect and so that you guys were able to develop um, such a awesome book um, and one that many can read. And, and as Jaguar said, you know, being able to read a book where eventually you're able to see yourself in the midst of that right. book. Um, speaks volumes and it and it helps you 
um, learn and go through the things and see that you're not alone in the things that you have experienced in life. I think a lot of times we believe that we're alone in our own struggles and our own pains, but there are other people out here who are going through those things as well. So I'm glad that you ladies have put together uh, this book, The Woodshed. Uh, you guys can, uh, everybody can go and purchase it. Uh, Sharon, you want to tell everybody where they can go and purchase The Woodshed? They can get The Woodshed on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, PenLegacy.com. And for today, for you guys, I'm also offering um, autographed copies because I'm the boss. I can do this. I told y'all. So <laughs> we're going to have Jaguar autograph some books for y'all. So okay. you can um, actually email me at info at PenLegacy.com. The books are $25. So you email me, I will, you know, send you an invoice, and we're going to get Jaguar to write some notes to you guys, keep spreading all that love and inspiration and collection plates, and, um, yeah, (laughs) there we go. So that's where y'all can get the books from. Yeah, because I done got me about 50 retweetable, you know, (laughs) messages. So if y'all come to Pen Legacy on Twitter, Tonight and tomorrow is going to be all pen, all Jaguar stuff on this yes, interview. I'm telling you. This, yes, I'm telling you. Because I'm telling you, Jaguar dropped so many nuggets tonight. Like, my pen can't hey. write fast enough. I'm trying to hold a conversation and write at the same time. It was, see, <laughs> see. This is like, I'm like, oh, that was a tweet, honey. That was a tweet. <laughs> but Jaguar, thank you so much for blessing the beautiful butterfly show and coming on here. I hope you'll you'll come back on here again to visit us. Hopefully, we'll be discussing that new album. I'll call you, girl. We'll, we'll book it. We'll book it. One way or the other. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And so, um, Jaguar, before you get out of here, for the folks who want to keep up to where you're going to be in their city, all those great things, how can they? How can they? How can they keep up with you? At Jaguar, right. All right. Boom. Drop the mic. That's Boom. At Jaguar, there right. Instagram. At Jaguar, right. Twitter. At Jaguar, right. Facebook. Um. All I've been right. a little quiet lately, but every time I'm doing okay. something, if I'm coming around, I post. So, and, okay. and the truth is, is, if you just Google me, pretty much whatever I'm doing always pops right up. So, you know, I've always yeah, believed right. in keeping things simple. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I thank you, both of you awesome ladies, for coming on here uh, this evening. Definitely appreciate the both of you, and uh, hope you ladies have an incredible rest of your evening and weekend. And I'll be talking with you ladies again soon. Yes. yes thank you so much for having us. Oh, yes, my pleasure. You. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Jaguar. I appreciate you. Oh, no. I want to I'm sorry, say it again. Oh, I know. I said, I said, sister, I want to thank you. Thank you for being a blessing. Appreciate you. Absolutely. My pleasure. You ladies have a great one. I'll talk with you guys soon. All right now. All right. All right. Good night. All right, you guys. That was 
author Jaguar Wright. She can put that title over there now, you guys. And author Sharon Monet, you guys. Make sure you go and check purchase uh, The Woodshed, available on Amazon.com, Books a Million, all of those great sites. I'm going to be putting those links on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page so that you guys can check all of that out and more. Uh, so we're going to uh, get ready. Uh, folks uh, to get out of here but as always we thank you guys so much for tuning in special thank you uh, to all of the listeners on the lines those of you on Facebook Twitter Instagram all of those who listen uh, and of course Sharon Monet and Jaguar Wright appreciate you lovely ladies for coming on here and blessing us with so much so much um, tonight I hope you guys were able to tune in if not, you can always catch the replay. Make sure you share it with a couple people as well, you guys. And so I'm going to go out here with one of my favorite Jaguar Wright songs, you guys, free. Um, and I hope you guys have a free and blessed weekend. I am Bianca Fly. I'll see you guys next time.